Hey, welcome to the Colorism Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah L. Webb. Thank you for tuning in. This episode is a recorded session of my live Wednesday writing workshop that I stream every week at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on Instagram and Facebook. The live experience is unique and interactive, so I'd love for you to join us. For those who can't catch the lives or who want to replay the sessions for review at a later date, you can listen right here to the podcast version or view the video recording on the Colorism Healing Facebook page and YouTube channel. Please like, follow, share, and subscribe to Colorism Healing on all your favorite sites. And if you know someone who could use or appreciate any of my content, please share it with them. Now, let's let you listen. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Wednesday Writing Workshop Live. I am Sarah Webb. I'm your host. I'm super excited um, about this week. This week, we get into a pretty serious topic. Um, We go deep. We get a little vulnerable. Well, at least I do. Um, And I hope that you all are willing to go there with me. Um, Once you join the chat, hey, how are you doing? Welcome. Let's talk colorism. Just join on Instagram. Once you join the chat, make sure you say hello. Hey, Monica. Um, Let me know where you're watching from. And how you're feeling today? How you how's the weather where you are? We have some sunshine in the Midwest for the first time in a long time. Um, for those of you who are new, this is something I've started. I started back in March, I think, doing weekly writing workshops live. Sometimes we focus on the nitty-gritty of the writing, such as grammar, punctuation. Other times we get big picture with the writing, thinking about different topics, writing prompts, journal prompts. Hey, welcome. Um, to all the people on Instagram, I got people watching on Facebook, make sure you say hello and let me know where you're tuning in from, especially if this is your first time. Hey, Sienna. Hey, Mr. Z, Nikki, J. Walker, getting some vitamin D. Yes, absolutely. For a while, I had to take some vitamin D supplements because it's so cloudy (laughs) here in Springfield, Illinois, but the sun is finally coming out more frequently. So I'm excited about that. I'm super excited about today's topic. Um, I will try to um, not get too emotional. We are going to dig a little deep today. So you can join in and participate as much as you want. These are definitely interactive, um, but I also make these available to to rewatch later. So if you don't wanna do the writing activities or the writing prompts or the discussions in real time, you can always go back and tune in um, whenever you are free and whenever you have the space to be alone and to really sit and do the writing exercises. Um, so one of the reasons why I focus on writing, as you all know, is that I host a writing contest called the Colorism Healing Writing Contest. The 2020 writing contest closed in March. We have been going through the judging phase in April and we will be announcing results this week. So look out for that. And then in May, we'll be doing a live stream, bringing on some of the writers who participated, having them talk about their work, um, talk about their experiences with colorism and why they chose to write about it. Um, I think writing is an excellent 
way is one way. One of my favorite ways, obviously, because I am a writer by profession, by trade, I teach writing. Um, but I think it's um, a good way to address colorism because it's a way to raise awareness. It's a good way to learn more about the issue, but it's also cathartic, right? So it can be therapeutic for you to write your own story. Um, and so for today's topic, I want to think about a, a topic that Eckhart Tolle, anyone ever heard of Eckhart Tolle? Give me a thumbs up or a heart if you are familiar with that name. Um, he talks about this concept called the pain body. And I actually first discovered, um, Sienna says, good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> it is afternoon. It's not getting dark as early either, so I'm enjoying that. Um, there's a book called Ordinary Genius by a writer named Kim Adonisio. Hey, Jindale. And I use that book pretty frequently in all of my creative writing classes. Um, it focuses on poetry, but you can really use it for all types of writing. I think it um, transcends just one particular genre. And in that book, there's an exercise about the pain body. So I'm going to kind of have you all think about the pain body. Oh, hey, Bill. Yes, Bill says, uh, yes. I know Bill's heard of Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of walk, read you a little bit of what Eckhart Tolle says about the pain body for those of you who are not familiar with it. And then I'm gonna read a poem that I wrote, yes, uh, inspired by my own pain body. Um, and then we're gonna talk about ways that you all can engage in writing, um, doing writing exercises to sort of think about your pain body. Um, and on the Facebook Live, I titled the this live stream, Why Are You Triggered? You'll see once I start explaining the pain body why I titled it that, right? Um, but colorism and topics like colorism, you know, talk about racism or sexism or homophobia or classism or just any kind of um, interpersonal conflict. Um, a lot of times it's a very triggering topic. Um, people have dealt with issues like colorism for many, many years, sometimes their entire lives. And so we might have very large pain bodies in response to these kinds of issues. Um, so before I continue, let me read about the pain body a little bit so that you all um, can follow me and not get lost when I mention that word. Um, all right. So again, Eckhart Tolle is the author of the piece that I'm reading excerpts from. And it's a, about a page long, so just bear with me. There is such a thing as, an, as old emotional pain living inside you. Give me a thumbs up if you hear something that resonates or if you hear something that sounds familiar that you can relate to. It is an accumulation of painful life experiences that were not fully faced and accepted in the moment that they occurred. They leave behind an energy form of emotional pain. It comes together with other energy forms from other instances. And so after some years, you have a pain body, an energy entity consisting of old emotions. That is everybody's job here to be there to recognize the pain body when it shifts from dormant to active, AKA being triggered. When something triggers a very strong emotional reaction, at that moment, when it does take over your mind, the internal dialogue, which is dysfunctional at the best of times, now becomes the voice of the pain body talking to you internally. Everything it says is deeply colored by the old painful emotion of the pain body. Every interpretation, everything it says, every judgment about your life, about other people, about a situation you are in will be totally distorted by the old emotional pain. 
If you are not there as the space for it, you are identified with the pain body and you believe every negative thought that it is telling you. you. If you are alone, the pain body will feed on those negative thoughts as they arise and get more energy. The pain body would feel even better if it could feed on someone else's reaction. Your partner would be a favorite person and it will if there's somebody around or family situations. Our pain bodies love families and it will just provoke this person, your partner, or whoever it is. The pain body knows exactly what the thing is that will trigger a negative response. Can we be present and see it next time so we can catch it in its early stages so that we don't get drawn in? If you are present, the pain body cannot feed anymore on your thoughts or another person's reactions. You can simply observe it and be the witness, be the space for it then gradually its energy will decrease. Um, okay, so that's a little bit about the pain body as Eckhart Tolle explains it. Um, I see more people joining. Hey, welcome, welcome. If you're joining at any point, make sure you say hey. Um, and let me know where you're tuning in from. So that was Eckhart's Tolle, Eckhart Tolle's explanation of the pain body. Um, if you, we're able to follow, you can see how that applies to colorism, right? He's talking about old emotions from painful experiences. And for a lot of people, colorism is just one of those many experiences that are painful. There might be others, there might be other forms of um, neglect or childhood trauma or abuse or microaggressions of various sorts that accumulate over time and leave fossilized negative emotions that can be triggered in the present. And then sometimes we describe it as, you know, when someone seems to be disproportionately upset about something that's going on now, that it's most likely about, not even about the present situation. In a lot of instances, that reaction is um, more relevant to things that they experienced in the past than anything that they're experiencing in the present. Um, hi, Natasha, welcome on Facebook. So in thinking about exploring our own pain bodies and thinking about what triggers us, um, there's a way to identify what that is so that we don't get lost in the negative self-talk, so that we don't get over, be overcome by the negative triggers. Um, and one way to do that is through poetry. So I'm gonna read a poem that I wrote in response to the prompt to think about my pain body, think about what my pain body looks like, ways that I can identify when I'm vulnerable or susceptible to the pain body, right? I'm gonna pull it up here. Um, and this poem, I just titled it Pain Body. So it says, my pain body, and I'm, now I'm reading a poem that I wrote about my own pain body and my own triggers and ways that my pain body tries to shield itself. It says, my pain body was spawned from a protective instinct. My pain body developed like scar tissue or a callus around my hurting. Sensitive and vulnerable inner child, Perhaps then my pain body takes the shape of a pearl, a hard iridescent blob of beautiful. 
My pain body doesn't dance, doesn't know joyous movement. My pain body only knows tense, the boulder in the base of my throat, rapid thudding in the chest, acid in the armpits, neck clenched in a perpetual shrug, concaving torso. My pain body only knows needing to be quenched by my tears, to be wanted, chosen. My pain body only knows tired, tired, tired. Not sleepy, no. My pain body is always woke, waiting for someone to pull the trigger. My pain body holds her wounds wide open and begs for salt. My pain body has grown private in her older age. My pain body likes when I conceal her, likes to be hidden behind striving and perfectionism. My pain body is cloaked in, look at how smart I am, Look at how accomplished I am. Look at how friendly I am. Look at how easily I walk away. Look at how strong I am. Look at how unique I am. Look at how stylish I am. Look at how enlightened I am. Look at how happy my pain body feels. Betrayed when I choose honesty, vulnerability, joy, authenticity, freedom, laughter, stillness, peace. My pain body moans in discomfort. She writhes, writhes in panic. My pain body has the potential to evolve into resilience, courage, connection, hope, inspiration, testimony, and love. Okay, so in a previous writing exercise, I used a model poem to kind of walk everyone through a process of writing their own piece. And so I'm gonna use the poem that I just read um, that I authored for myself to give you some props, prompts along the way to sort of help you think about your own pain body, okay? Um, and so you can type in the chat and let me know if you are jotting down some ideas and you want to share one with everyone else on the live. Um, that would be great. We learn, we tend to learn a lot when people um, come up with ideas and put them out there. So the first thing we can think about is what does your pain body look like or what's the shape of it, right? And so in the Adonisio book, um, she gave the task of drawing your pain body, right? And so in the, in the poem I just read, I gave the pain body the shape of a pearl, right? Or a callus or a scar. And I thought pearl was a decent metaphor to discuss the pain body, right? Because it develops this hardness that's somehow um, attractive or pretty at the same time, right? But it's hard and meant to protect from um, negative stimulation, right? Or hurtful, painful stimulation, right? And so for you, I want you to think about, um, and I understand that this might be a little too vulnerable for some, for some people, but just in your own head or in your journal or in your writing notebooks, think about what your pain body might be, right? When you are feeling triggered or when you're feeling defensive, right? So another way to think about being triggered is when we get defensive about things. Um, so what does that look like for you? What might be the metaphor that you would use to describe your pain body? We've also talked about metaphors in a previous workshop as well. Um, thinking about uh, how metaphors can help us gain insight into various topics, various situations, how metaphors can help us process how we feel um, in the moment. Um, metaphors can help us better understand ourselves, our emotions, our difficult situations that we're trying to process. Um, so the first task in the writing exercise, thinking about the pain body and why you're triggered, is to Think about a metaphor that might describe what's happening for you when you're triggered. 
the next piece um, or the next section in the poem, um, what I kind of do is I talk about who I am when I'm not feeling triggered, right? So just my normal state or my natural state when I'm happy, right? And so I'm dancing and I am free and happy and maybe laughing. And so you can compare and contrast, right? There's a second prompts for you if you're interested in doing some writing exercises to dig into this, is compare and contrast um, how you feel and what your state is like when you are not in a triggered moment, when you're not thinking or have a swir negative swirling thoughts versus when that trigger does hit, right? And then importantly, I think a really important aspect of this prompt is to think about the physical feelings, the physical sensations in your body, right? Um, and so I'll read that section again to kind of give you some ideas about for you, how does it feel when you feel embarrassed or when you feel ashamed or when you feel angry or when you feel defensive, right? What part of the body um, starts to tense up or feels you know, hot or warm, right? And so for me, it's the boulder and the base of my throat and it's almost like my body is physically um, like choking me up, right? And stifling me from expressing my truth or talking through how I feel. There's a rapid thudding in the chest, so my heart rate goes up if I'm triggered or you know in conflict with someone. Then there's acid in the armpit, so I feel this one a lot. It's very easy for me to, to recognize this sign or this symptom of being triggered in the pain body. Um, and by that, by acid in the armpits, obviously that's a metaphor for just like um, burning armpits or sweating, right? Um, the neck, tension in the neck, concaving torso. So that might be like posture, maybe your posture changes. Um, so think about, uh, again, a metaphor. For me, it was the pearl, the iridescent pearl that might describe your pain body. And then think about comparing and contrasting your more happy state or your more joyous or peaceful state versus the triggered state or the defensive state. And then third, you want to think about those physical sensations, right? And how you might describe them in writing. And again, taking the opportunity to use metaphor, to use poetic language at any point to help you describe those physical sensations. All right. Um, so then, the last, well, the second, the second to last portion of that poem is not just thinking about the physical sensations, but also looking at the um, identity constructs that we use uh, to prevent ourselves from having to face those negative emotions, right? Going back to Eckhart Tolle's explanation that the pain body is an accumulation of painful experiences that were not faced or accepted in the moment they arose, right? And so we can continue throughout our lives year after year, avoiding those painful experiences or avoiding processing them or facing them or accepting them. Um, and so some of the ways that we do that are, you know, constructs of identity, right? And so thinking about, well, I can't face um, the hurt, so I'm gonna lean into these other qualities or these other aspects of my life, right? And just only focus on them, right? And that's great to have that awareness of the positive things or you know, the accomplishments or your strengths or your character traits, but um, we're built 
in a way that still requires us to address the negative negative feelings, right? Or the um, difficult feelings or the painful feelings, right? Um, and so maintaining that balance, right? Of saying, yes, I have accomplished a lot, but that doesn't prevent me from feeling pain. <laughs> um, Welcome, I see a lot of people joining, coming in and out. Feel free to rewatch if you've missed anything. This will be available for a recording on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube at some point. Um, and again, if you are not able to follow along with the prompts as you go, you can rewatch and do the writing exercises as you see fit and when you have the time. Um, and if you are just joining, we're talking about the pain body and using writing as a way to discuss the pain body. And for a lot of people, colorism has been a huge source of feeding that pain body, that negative um, feeling, those painful, difficult emotions and experiences. Um, a lot of times for me, I know I can speak for myself, a lot of those stemmed from experiences with colorism um, and not being able, especially if you're experiencing them as a child, right? Not even knowing how to or knowing that you need to face it or address it um, and not having the tools to do so. But as adults, we can go back and take care of the pain body that developed um, over time. And so the last part of the prompt, based on the poem that I wrote and that I shared earlier in the live stream, um, is thinking about ways to heal the pain body and not necessarily heal it, but to as, so Eckhart totally described it as diminishing the energy or diminishing the power of it, right? And so he's, he says that standing in awareness, being present, right? Being mindful of it is enough. Um, saying, oh, there goes my pain body. You just woke up my pain body, right? Or my pain body is awake now. Even just being aware of it in that sense can go a long way to helping it, right? Um, Sienna says, titled, New Way of Seeing Hurt, maybe lessons are not a break, but a poke, like a thorn, allowing minuscule room for something to enter you and become a part of you without fully shattering you. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, so for those of you who are on Facebook, you won't be able to see Sienna's comment. So I'll read it again. And she's coming up with um, a piece, a small piece of writing about the pain body titled New Way of Seeing Hurt. Maybe lessons are not a break, but a poke, like a thorn allowing minuscule room for something to enter you and become a part of you without fully shattering you. I love that last part, without fully shattering you. I think that's um, that part is so hopeful, I think, and thinking about we can have these painful experiences, we can have these painful emotions at various points in our lives, but they don't have to completely break us, right? We don't have to be completely shattered, completely destroyed as a result of these things. And then as you talk about as well, they might actually be a way to grow and develop in, in certain ways. Um, so the last part of that prompt as you are writing, or whenever you go back and do the writing exercise is to think about um, the thing, the very thing that makes your pain body so uncomfortable is probably the thing that your pain body most needs, right? So talking about how you feel, talking about your hurt or being vulnerable or, you know, sitting in stillness, right? One of the reasons why we're always looking for a way to occupy our minds because we don't want to face things or accept certain things, right? So sitting in stillness, um, and in the end, 
the pain body has the potential to evolve kind of like Sienna is saying here on Instagram into something that actually makes us um, more aware of who we are, stronger in various ways, giving us that courage, um, giving us points of connection um, and practicing self-love at the end of the day, um, thinking about your pain body, making space for it, uh, as being willing to uh, face those negative experiences um, without judgment, without judging yourself for being hurt, without judging yourself for being triggered. Um, they, those are all practices of self-love at the end of the day. And that's why I'm here. That's why I do colorism healing. Um, that's why I have the writing contest. Um, it's all in an effort to heal various wounds. And colorism for me was a major source of wounding throughout my life, but it's intertwined with so many other things, right? Um, it's not just one thing usually for people. It's a complex network or web of things that create um, negative self-talk and difficult emotions. Um, so I hope that this was helpful for all of you. Um, your homework, as always, is to do the writing prompts if you haven't been doing them on the live stream. But also um, a smaller homework assignment is just to start practicing awareness of when you are triggered and thinking about those physical sensations you're feeling, right, and making space for it. And then I'll leave you with the affirmation, a couple of affirmations, as I always do. Um, one is that you have the power to heal yourself. And then two, a second affirmation is that you deserve love. And I can't remember if I said that already. No, I think I said a previous affirmation of you are worthy of good things. Um, but this one will be um, you deserve love. My sister Jandell, who is um, a professor of social work at the University of Texas at Austin, you should check out her research. Um, she's excellent. She puts, she's putting in a plug for counselors, social workers. I'm one, says Jandell. Um, definitely, I'm sure the online counseling options are super popular, extremely popular right now. Um, this is a lot because I've also gone to counseling myself at various points in my life. So this is definitely the kind of thing that some counselors might walk you through if they see it's necessary. Um, so let's keep in touch, everyone. If you do discover or explore your pain body through writing, through poetry, or just through journaling, um, let me know how that goes. Send me a DM. Um, if you draw a picture of your pain body, I'd love to see it. <laughs> um, and tune in next Wednesday. So I'll be here every Wednesday at four o'clock. Um, you know, all things being normal and <laughs> hopefully going well. Um, and as always, let me know if there's a particular topic of writing that you'd like to discuss. Um, it's been a while since I've done a more technical writing workshop, so I might be venturing back to that for the last week in April, the last week of National Poetry Writing Month. Um, so yeah, Bill McKenzie says, I'll send you something. Excellent. All right, Bill. So Bill's also um, a counseling expert and here in Springfield, Illinois. Um, I will look forward to seeing whoever is able to show up next week for another writing workshop. Take care. I love y'all. Bye. <laughs>Before you go, I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with someone you know. 
I hope you can tune in for the next one. And until then, I'm wishing you lots of love. <laughs>